Yo, guys, what's up? This is Aiden Taco Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 20th of March. What the fuck is going on? I hope everyone's good. <clears throat> I feel good. My voice feels a little bit scratchy because I've been smoking my fucking body weight in darts for the last, oh, I don't five years. <laughs> God damn it. I've been thinking about that, man. I've been smoking for like a while, like full time, you know, and I, and I still don't see myself as someone who smokes. I'm fucking have been able to do the mental gymnastics and, and like perpetuate that lie on my own psyche, you know, listen to my voice. God, I sound like shit. This is the first thing I've said today. No, it's not. Oh, I was, um, oh, so I'm back in Melbourne, by the way. That, ah, oh, it actually feels really nice to be home. Six weeks away, dog. Six weeks, when did I leave? The fucking, the 9th? Yeah, like the, or the 8th of Feb? And it's the 20th of March, it's like six weeks. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I, I, just, I got back yesterday, um, me, Pete Jones, Adam Knox, Luca Muller, fucking huge car of crushes, drove back from Adelaide. Um, we, uh, I stayed out all night on the last night of the Adelaide Fringe, um, like, did my show, did the gong show, the, oh, the fucking producer's bar was just absolutely fantastic. They were doing, um, the fringe artist prices for the whole fringe were $5 pints of beer, which, by the way, in Adelaide, a pint is like a schooner if you're in Melbourne or if you're in the UK, it's a, a two-thirds. What's that called in the UK? It's not a half, and it's not a, it's the one in between a half and a pint, you know, it's like... 375 mils or whatever that they call that a pint in Adelaide and they call a pint, uh, an Imperial pint. They're fucking idiots. Anyway. Um, but the whole of the, um, the whole of the fringe, the artist prices were $5 like that size. But then on the last weekend, they said, fuck it. They needed to get rid of all their stock because the, um, the owner of the producer's bar was a huge drug dealer and evidently got caught off the coast of Western Australia on a boat with a billion dollars worth of meth on this boat, right? Um, so the pub went into receivership and all of the fringe shows that were booked there were like maybe going to be cancelled, but uh, a pop-up bar came in to um, just like for the fringe to like inhabit the building. And at the end of the fringe, they still had all their stock and they weren't going to keep trading. So they had to get rid of all of their stock. So it was... Three pints for ten dollars, so like fucking, it's like it's like a liter of beer for ten dollars for the whole last weekend, and then the last night, um, the bartender Will, who we were all becoming mates with, like all the artists, the guy was a fucking legend. He just started being like, "Dude, I don't care, no money." So I just drank for free for the last night of Fringe, and um, so I, I after my show, I was already drinking pretty hard before my show. And then after my show, I sat down um, with these two girls that were in my audience and were like talking to them, had a couple shots, had some more beers and then for like, you know, for like 15 minutes and then went up to um, the gong show, did a drunken set on the gong show and then just went downstairs and out the back of the producers, it was just like in the beer garden, it was just getting fucking live, man. It was like, there was music playing, people were dancing, fucking... Just, uh, it felt like a house party, you know, and there were, <clears throat> there were like 40, 40 or so artists and stuff out the back there. And it was like, this is the real fucking artist bar, man. The artist bar in the fringe 
especially in the Adelaide Fringe, can suck my dick. I know people enjoy it or whatever. It's very, it's very theatery. It's very fucking clown centric, that fucking artist bar. And the shows that they put on, it's just like no one's listening because it doesn't feel like a real show. Um, people are just standing around like in this place that's about to turn into an outdoor nightclub. But for now, there's a, a fucking dude on stage trying to juggle while he does a hula hoop. And it's like, this is not the idea of a good night's entertainment that I have in my head. And um, But the only reason people feel excited to go there is because it's fringe. And so anyone who's not an artist is there like, ooh, let's go into the artist part. And it feels like exclusive. But it's like, dude, you realize they just let any fuckhead in there and that feeling of exclusivity is just to make more money, right? Um, I mean, I'm not against them doing it. They can do it. It's a great idea. Fuck yeah, make more money for the fringe, you know? That's good. But I'm not fucking going there because it's not it's not good. Trick the fucking idiots into going there and paying their extra money. Here's how you know that it's not exclusive like it says it is, is that inside the artist bar, at the bar, there are two prices for drinks. Prices for those people who have artist passes and prices for without. But if there are prices for people with artist passes, surely everyone in the artist bar is an artist. But it's evidently not the case because if like then they they wouldn't have two different prices at the bar. You're being fooled, Adelaide. Don't go to the fucking artist bar. It is a rort. <laughs> and I, the only reason I've been pulling back on my hatred for it is I really hope that no one from the fringe hears this because they're all very lovely people and I have nothing against them. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets their idea of making money. <laughs> like, go for it. But I'm not going to that fucking bar. It sucks. <laughs> um, Alright, so... <clears throat> so we were at the producers, man. And that was the real... That was like the real exclusive vibe because we didn't tell anyone about it. It was just a party. There were just all comedians and artists and performers and, and staff there. And we just started partying, you know? And... Um, we went out, we went out to another bar or something and then somewhere else and kind of ended up being until, I stayed out just all night until 5am, called the guys who were driving who had gone home to sleep at like midnight. I called them and was just like, um, hey, can you guys pick me up from Rundle Street? I'm still out. And they just, they came down in the car, picked me up in the car, drove me to my mum's place so I could pick up my bags. And then we just left back to Melbourne. And, um, yeah, what a great fucking car ride, though, man. I slept for, like, 40 minutes, apparently. I was dead tired, obviously. Slept for a bit in the car. And then I woke up, and then we kind of perked up. And towards the end, we were just, oh, man, we were fucking throwing out those, throwing out them crazy car riffs. I actually felt a little bit like I wasn't getting on board with it at the start. I felt like I was a little bit of a passenger in the sense that I wasn't, wasn't contributing as much to the riffs as I would have liked. Um, and then I realized towards the end that, well, of course I'm not. I've fucking been out all night drinking. These guys have had a lovely night's sleep. I'm like barely awake. Um, but by the end, we were, oh man, we were fucking laughing like crazy. There was some lady driving her car next to us. And I don't even know why it was funny, but Pete said something about how she was eating McDonald's. And we was like, we were like, where's the closest McDonald's? She must be eating that so slowly. Cause like, you know, it was ages away or whatever. And, um, we laughed about that for a while for some reason. And then like 10 minutes later, oh, that's right. And she was driving real slow. That's right. She was driving so slowly. And then look at her eat her burger. She eats her burger slow too. Ha ha ha. What an idiot. 
and then like 10 minutes later we kept driving and she pulled up no we pulled up next to her again she was there and she was still going she was on her drink and Pete looked over and just fucking lost his mind <laughs> she's still on her drink oh that was good <sighs> so I'm back in I'm back in Melbourne now um, and that's what I was going to say about my voice. The guy, the other conversation that I've had today was, uh, I made myself breakfast again. I actually love cooking in my kitchen, man. My fucking house is dirty as shit. I, I don't really love it. Um, my room's small and it gets kind of hot, but I do love cooking in the kitchen. I know where everything is now and I cook there every day. So I cooked my, my standard breakfast, two slices of toast with two fried eggs on one, salt, pepper, and chili. And on the other, I used to have avocado with um, tomatoes, but avocados got to be too expensive, so now I have hummus with tomatoes, and a little bit of coriander sprinkled on top of that hummus, baby, and I went outside, listened to a podcast, and um, just sat outside, and some dude cummed up, pulled up, and cummed up, oh my fucking god, some dude made up of the coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining a dick planted in the ground coming upwards into the sky. What a fucking... Ch- Why am I even laughing? As if that's enough to make me laugh. <laughs> what a fucking child. Like a tree. But not like... It's not tree size, but it's also not dick size. It's like maybe knee height, this dick. And some of you are like, Oh, fucking bro, that is dick size, man. That's how big my dick is. Oh, <laughs> cousin. Um... No, your dick's not that big. If your dick is that big, I'm sorry. That's uncomfortable. That's brutal. That literally is like a third leg. And imagine having three legs. Who wants that for themselves or their children or their family? No. If I if I have a kid who has a dick that's too big, I'm going to be like, look, man, you know that whole circumcision thing? Can we just take like two inches off? Because it's not going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny, is it? Cutting a kid's dick in half. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know that son of mine who was just born, who I love, cut his dick in half. <laughs> do it, do what I say. I'm the father. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Oh, I love drinking my tea. So, um,. So I get, I get outside and I'm sitting down with my breakfast and this guy comes up and uh, he's like got some uh, van or whatever. Maybe he's an electrician or a plumber or something. And he goes, so they often pull people up on this street for parking. And I was like, oh, I don't know, man, like how long are you going to be here? And he said like an hour. And I was like, oh, dude, fuck, don't worry, man. If a guy comes up and starts checking tickets, I'll just um, I'll just say like, that's my mate's car and he's like had an emergency or it's broken down or so I'll make some shit up you know and he was like oh fuck yeah thanks man I'll try and be like half an hour and then he went into whatever house he had to go into to do whatever shit he had to do and uh, I sat there and no one came up the whole time <laughs> I was thinking like would it be funny so we're talking about this in the car as well you know when someone lets you in um, like you know into a into a lane of traffic and you give him a little wave how how infuriating it would be if instead of waving, as you, as they let you in and you go into the spot they've given you, you just fucking flip them the bird. <laughs> you just you just give them the rude finger. Oh man, and that's like the most disdainful, just unappreciative. Like 
Yeah, you let me in. Well, fuck you, brother. <laughs> uh, so imagine that guy. If um, I was thinking, like, if I just like, if if the traffic inspector had come up, if I'd uh, been like, hey man, that guy's illegally parked there. He's been there for two days. <laughs> of course, I didn't do that. The guy came back. He hadn't got a ticket, and uh, it was just like, thank you. And I was like, oh, thank you so much, man. And at that point, I was just like, that was real nice. It felt really nice to do, uh, even though I didn't really do anything, just to reassure him, I think, was all he needed, was just to be like, hey, man, I got you back. Don't worry about it. You're not going to get a ticket. And as he drove off, I had the thought again, because he waved to me, and I was like, what if I just fucking give him the finger? <laughs> Like, that would really confuse him. Like, he's done, like, I've done this, like, pretty nice, just altruistic shit for him that I didn't need to do. And I sat out there and drank my tea until he came back. And then it would confuse him and be like, oh, that man's so no. Oh, oh, what? No, no. I feel like that would have really bummed him out. Oh, my voice isn't getting better. I, th- I, I expected it to. To pick up. I wonder if I sound different. Someone t- let me know if I sound different right now on this pod. Because I... My cousin, actually. My cousin Sam, who came to my show in Adelaide, listens to the pod. Shout-outs to Sam Branson, bro. If you're listening right now, you fucking better be, cunt. Shout-outs to you, bro. Told me he listens um, on his uh, tractor while he's at work. He's a farmer. And he drives the header around, which I assume is some sort of tractor. I don't know anything about farming. But he drives it around and he listens to my podcast while he does that. And um, he told me uh, that it sounded way better when I got my new phone, <laughs> which is cool. Um, so, um, oh, that's what I was going to talk about. I I had this weird thing. I, I can't remember whether I talked about this last week, but I just had a, a bit of a revelation. And I don't know if it's telling about my life, that these are the kind of things that I talk about, or that I, that I think about in the shower. I just had a shower, and I was like, oh, I know what I can fucking do. Um, last week, when I was hanging out with this girl after um, after WOMAD, the girl that we rolled around in the white feathers, and it was euphoric and beautiful, and I was like, we should kiss, and we kissed in the feathers. And then we were um, we were at this pub... And it was kind of like, we'd already pretty much decided, like, we're going to go home together tonight, but we were just hanging out, having a drink with our other mates, you know, just don't want to get straight to it. You want to build the tension, right? It's beautiful. It's, that's part of foreplay, going and getting a drink and talking to a drunk guy. It's all part of foreplay and the beautiful ritualistic dance of mating. <laughs> and um, we were at the bar and this dude came up and asked for a cigarette and then he sat down, he was like, can I sit down with you guys? And he started chatting to us. And it became very clear, very quickly to me, that this dude was uh, was trying to pull um, the girl that I was hanging out with. And he asked the question pretty early on, like, oh, how, did you, how do you guys know each other? And we were like, we met tonight. And I guess for him, that was his, like, all right, I'm in here. This isn't a sealed deal or whatever. And it's just a fucking douchey thing to try to do, you know? I mean, I guess he didn't know. And look, this, this is what it is, is that he was just drunk. He was very drunk. It was like 2 a.m. He was just drunk and he wanted to put his dick in something is 100% what was up. And so, all right, fair play to him. But it did really annoy me that he was like, you know, trying to fucking, uh, this sounds awful, trying to like cut my lunch. I feel fucking bad to say that kind of thing. But like, you know, me and this girl had been hooking up all night and uh, it was kind of a foregone conclusion that we're going to go home. And I wasn't worried at all. 
that like I, I said this to her afterwards. I was like, you know, that, that guy was definitely trying to look up with you, and she was like, yeah. I only realized towards the end when like we went to leave, I got us an Uber, and he went to her and goes, oh no, you oh you want to like stay like for one more drink? And I was just like, fuck off, dude. Um, so she was like, yeah, I only realized right towards the end, and I was like, oh, I saw it like straight away. Um, and like, oh, fuck, what was I saying? So. Yeah, he only, like, when we, we got the Uber and he did that whole thing or whatever. But I, I was trying to figure out, like, I was never worried. That's right. I was never worried that that uh, she would, like, change her mind and go home with him. And I said that to her. I was just like, she was like, yeah, you know, like, I wouldn't have done that, right? And I was like, yeah, I do know that. And also, I mean, I don't know you. Maybe you would do that. But if you did do that, then fuck you. You're a crazy person, right? Like, I, there was never a moment in my mind where I was like, maybe this girl's, like, really cool and I like her and I'm enjoying spending time with her tonight. But she's going to go home with that guy. Like she wouldn't do that if she was, you get what I'm fucking saying. But I was thinking, what's the move in that situation to try and just like tell this guy, Hey, stop without having to be like, Hey man, I know you're trying to fuck this girl, whatever. Cause like, I don't know. What's what, what way do I call this guy off without showing my cards or being, you know, like, like without it turning it into a head to head contest. Because you don't want to turn it into, like, just two guys fighting over this girl because then she's going to be like, ugh, both of these guys suck. I'm just going to go home by myself, right? I still wanted to go home with her, but how do I... Yeah, so, um... And I think the move is when she goes to the... To Here's the move. When she goes to the toilet, I go, hey, man, um, you're trying to sleep with that girl, right? Like, you're hitting on this girl? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, all right, cool. No, 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 but, like, don't do that. You know, like, I'm a... And then, like, we'll try and find you a girl to, you know... I'll, I'll wingman you, man. All right, like, yeah, don't even... Maybe don't even, like, go, hey, are you trying to hit on this girl? Just go, like, oh, man, like, so are you... you see any girls around here that, like, you know, you want to go talk to? And he'd be like, no. And I'd be like, oh, come on, man. Like, which one? I'll wingman you. And then when she comes back, you go, hey, man, um, like, this guy... Like we're gonna we're gonna wingman this guy tonight. How does that how's that sound? And A, that's fun. That's a very fun thing. And B, it sets it up as like it's still me and this girl and this guy needs another girl. Right? That's how you fucking do it. Because Yeah, I mean I I didn't want it to turn into like a head to head thing, because that's fucking gross. I just wanted to I if anything, I just wish that I'd kept being able to just hang out me and that girl and I wish that guy hadn't fucking shown up. Or if he did show up it's like, okay, cool, you can hang, but can you stop trying to fucking hit on this girl and just talk to us and just hang out with us rather than trying to just... Fu yeah. But, but I mean, I can't hate someone for that because I know... I know what that's like. You're drunk and you just want to have sex with something. You're trying to make that happen, right? And it's a shitty place to be in, but it's like you're not too drunk that you're being an asshole. He was still being cool and fun. Like, it was funny. But the whole time I just couldn't stop thinking about, like, this dude's trying to fuck the girl that I'm hanging out with, and it's annoying, you know? Is that a douchey thing to think? Oh, I don't know. And it just, maybe if I, or maybe if I just said to her, hey, by the way, this dude's trying to fuck you, because the, the whole thing was like, she, she said she didn't figure it out until the end, and I think if she had figured it out earlier, then it wouldn't have been such a problem for me. Why is that a problem for me? Why do I have a problem with that? Because I'm insecure? Because I'm... I don't know. I, I can't figure out whether that's 
the guy's problem that he was doing that or whether it's my problem that I had a problem with him doing that, you know? Because either way, it's her choice. I don't I'm fucking confused. Anyway, I don't, it doesn't really matter. Next time, if that ever happens again, next time, that's the move. that That's what I'm going to do. I want to be like, hey, this guy's trying to, um, trying to fuck. Who are we going to help him, like, pick up tonight? Do a fun little wingman thing, and then suddenly it's like, hey, you and me and this girl, you and I are, 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 like, on a team, and we're doing this, and we're trying to help this single guy who doesn't have anyone yet to try and find someone. And also now I just fucking turn the tables. Winner. Ugh, I just, I really hope I don't sound like fucking the game right now, you know? I just remember, like, um, there was this one time that made me feel real shitty, and this is why I've learnt... In the last, like, it's brutal that I've only learnt this recently, but, like, don't try and hit on someone who someone else is in love with, which I wasn't in love with the girl, like, at WOMAD, but just when someone's with someone, don't do it. You're a fucking asshole. Why are you trying to move in on someone else's already established relationship dynamic, you know? Because the girl that I was hanging out with in Edinburgh over the English summer this year, we had an amazing time, and I was crazy about her, and there's one night... We um, were out, I like met up with her and she was hanging out with a mate and then her mate left and me and her were just hanging, like having a drink on the street before we caught the cab back to hers and this random dude came up on a bike, this Lithuanian guy and he started being like, um, he, he asked us if, if we knew a weed dealer and um, the girl Flo was like, oh yeah, I know a dealer, here's a number for a dealer and he rode his bike off and then he came back when it was just me and her, sat down and he was like, hey, I got a spliff, like, you know, are we going to... um." We were going to smoke and we were like sitting there and he was like rolling a spliff and then he just started hitting on her in front of me and was going like, um, like, oh, so like, just like talking, I'm, it was like the line of us was like her, me, him from right to left. And then he just started talking over the top of me to her being like, so where are you from? I'm from Lithuania. Where are you from? And she was like, oh, I'm from here. And he was like, oh yeah, you sure you know a bit Lithuanian? Lithuanian girls are very beautiful. You could be Lithuanian. And just, like, fucking gross lines like that. And she was like, ah, oh, very funny, dude. See what you did there. Ha, ha, ha. And once again, there was no chance of it, you know, like, him pulling it off. But it still was just like, dude, fuck you. I'm right here. You fucking piece of shit, you know? And uh, I don't think I'd ever had that happen before because I don't think I've ever cared about someone enough to care, you know, um, about that happening. And... I've never done that in front of someone, but I've definitely, like... I mean, I've, I've slept with a girl who's had a boyfriend before, and that sucks. And it made me... Re- I, I, my, I, my thought was always like, yeah, well, if she's willing to do it, you know, then whatever. But it's like, no, you fucking asshole. She's fucking up there. Don't be a party to that. Fucking... Because the dude is probably a fucking good dude. Or, like, for a girl, like, it works in the other way, like... Whoever is in a relationship, don't help someone else hurt them, you idiot. Just find someone else or don't have sex that night. How about that? God, sex is such a... The the, the pure drive for just, like, physical carnal sex is such a poisonous fucking drive. It really is a great way to hurt people by having sex. <laughs> that sounds awful, doesn't it? Yeah, I really remember that. That, that, that was, like, a massive experience for me was just like having that guy hit on the girl that I liked in front of me literally talking across me 
and uh, and just watching that happen and being like, oh, this is what it feels like to care about someone and have someone else try and try and take them away from you, you know. <sighs> Didn't know this was going to get so fucking deep so quickly. Twenty three minutes. What else can I talk about? Oh, it actually feels very nice to admit that, you know. So I'm back in my room. Um, Roland Hoffman, the great Roland Hoffman, took my room for the month while I was away. And then I think he might be moving into this house now, which is going to be cool. Um, and then hopefully... Oh, there's a little fucking bug on my phone. Fuck off, cunt. I'll, ba- I'll bash you. Did you ever beat up a bug? <laughs> I've beaten up heaps of bugs, bro. Um... Yeah, Roland Hoffman's probably going to move into this place because Naomi's moving out because um, our other housemate is a piece of shit. Um, and then after Comedy Festival, hopefully me and Blake can move out um, with Brendan Maloney. Brendan Maloney? No, not Brendan Maloney. Brendan Maloney is the guy who moved to Perth and now books the Comedy Lounge in Perth. No one cares about that information other than maybe up-and-coming comedians who I just gave them their in to try and get booked at the Comedy Lounge in Perth. Um, Brandon Delico, fuck, that's going to be a sick house. I really want a place finally where I can just be, you know, where I can like set up for, here's my goal for the next like four months, do my comedy festival run, have a good run, make a bit of money and then find a new place to live where I can set up and like, it's a nice house with good people and be, and I can be comfortable until I'm 30. So I'm 20, I just turned 27. I want three good years of living in the same place and just having that foundation where I can stay, you know? Fuck, that would be amazing to turn 30 and to have lived somewhere for a while and to have that solid foundation in my life. God, I would love that. (sighs) It's so nice to be back. It's so nice to be back, man. The end of my run in Adelaide was actually great. The last week, oh my God, what great fucking shows. I had... Full rooms almost every day. Um, from like, from like what? Last Friday? So the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows, all full. And, uh, thank you to everyone who came to those shows, by the way. That was fantastic. Um, to have people from my past who I've like, haven't seen in years coming out, bringing mates. Um, so those people can see the show. And, uh, and just like random people, some people came from the box office. That's right, because I had the I had the promo code fuck Andy because Andy's the guy who I lived with, you know. Um, and that's what the show was about. So the promo code to get cheap tickets was fuck Andy, and I sent that to the ticketing box office for Adelaide Fringe. And then I went to put it on a sponsored post on Facebook, but you can't have swearing on your sponsored posts; they won't do it. So uh, I had to change it to Andy Sucks, and I like told them that in an email. And evidently they thought it was pretty funny because then some of the people from the ticketing office came to my show, came up to me afterwards and were like, oh, we thought that was good, we came to your show because you couldn't do Fuck Andy, and it was fun. Um, and now I'm like cynically going, is there a way to use that again in Melbourne to change my... But I've already set up my promo codes for Melbourne, it wouldn't work. Always looking for an angle, bro. Always looking for a way to fucking get in. That was another idea I had today for promotion. Like, how do I 
because uh, I was listening to Mike Babiglia talk to Ira Glass. Mike Babiglia, great comedian, did um, Sleepwalk With Me and My Girlfriend's Boyfriend, which is an amazing show. But Sleepwalk With Me, the biggest part, like the one of the most memorable bits of, memorable bits of that show is um, because he has this sleepwalking disorder where he sleepwalks in like crazy ways and will like get up and walk around and doesn't realize he did it. Um, once when he was on tour, because of like, there was a lot of stress in his life, it got worse and he sleepwalked out of a window of a second story building, which is so nuts. And he was talking with Ira Glass, who's the host of This American Life, which is this fucking huge podcast where people tell stories. And if you haven't listened to This American Life, go and fucking listen to it. If you like this, my podcast, go and listen to This American Life because it is phenomenal, the stories that they have on that podcast. Um... And I guess Mike Babiglia wrote in or just came to the attention of, of Ira Glass and got on This American Life. And then uh, he was like, people were always asking me, how do you get on This American Life? And he said, you literally walk out of a window. <laughs> uh, but it got me thinking, like, how do I get on a podcast like that? You know, I want to get on a, a podcast with a story. Maybe I message This American Life. Or if anyone knows, if anyone knows any other podcasts that are, like, storytelling podcasts, fucking hit me up and let me know. Recommend me some, man, because I would love to, A, listen to some, and B, maybe do an interview with someone on one of those podcasts about my show, because I have a fucking wild story, you know? A guy I lived with getting arrested for fraud because I wrote a blog about him. It's crazy. And then me walking into the kitchen with a note in the kitchen that said, tenants, Andy got arrested, contact agency if you still want to live here. No. Who who else has that fucking story? Probably a bunch of people, actually. That's why people like the show. <laughs> oh. oh, so this week I just got to do a bunch of shows. I got to write some new gear. I got I got a week to fuck around in Melbourne before comedy festival starts. I've got a week to write some new bits and just have fun doing comedy before it's back to. Um, my 10 shows for festival, I'm really looking forward to those. I hope I can sell them out. That'd be so great if I could have as good of a run in Melbourne as I did in Adelaide. Oh, that'd be fucking awesome, you know? Maybe even, like, add a show. If I could, Imagine if I could add one show. I just want to sell out all these shows, make some good money, and then it'll be done. How about that? So, um, oh, look at that. That's 29 minutes. You know what? Fuck it, I'm going to end right there. That's the podcast, guys. That uh, if, you, if you're in Melbourne, though, um, and you haven't bought tickets to my show yet, please buy tickets to the show. It's from the 28th of March to the 7th of April. Um, if you know people in Melbourne, let them know about the show. And just get them down to the show, man. I really want to sell this one out. So um, that's fucking it, man. Thank you guys for listening so much. This has been Sitting Under a Tree. I'm Aiden Jones. Have a good one. Peace.